It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. If I'm a little out of breath, probably the boss is listening, right, Anna? Right. Anna and I get to talking, and I forgot the headphones (laughs) way down in the car, and I sprinted, and I'm out of shape. But welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. For any new listeners out there, this program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, the company I work for. My name is Cassie Wienus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. That's really just my part-time job. I'm a sprinter on this side. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, I would lose my job if I was a sprinter. <laughs> my full-time position is mom of two smart and healthy kids that are waiting right now to hear their names. So good morning to Riley, my six-year-old, and Rissy, my four-and-a-half-year-old. And good morning to all of our listeners out there on this hopefully not rainy holiday weekend. We have a great show planned today, one that my kids have helped me pull together, both knowingly and unknowingly. Our topic this morning is managing social situations when your child has a food sensitivity. I'm going to catch my breath before the end of the show. (laughs) I'm going to get to the gym this weekend, too. In studio with me, that wonderful laugh that you hear is Anna Durhak. Anna is here to share her perspectives and her knowledge on this topic. She works part-time, like me, as a nutrition counselor and nutrition educator at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and she works full-time as a mom to three smart and healthy kids. So welcome, Anna. <laughs> Thanks, Cassie. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to run down your car. <laughs> right. You're faster than I am. Uh, uh, so thank you for having me on the show, and I have to... Sh- you know, tell a little shout out to my 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 kids. Do so, yes. Hello, Isabel. She's almost six, and then Genevieve, four and a half, and Lucas is almost two. So, good morning, everyone. Um, and I did want to mention before we get into the topic, even if you don't have a child with a food allergy or sensitivity, we really hope you stay with us. Um, food allergies are definitely on the rise, and it's tough for our kids with allergies to be assertive about their own needs. And so, you know, when we're teaching them, it's it's not always easy for them. So my hope is that any listeners without kids with food allergies will still stay tuned and pick up some valuable information that could make a huge difference in the emotional well-being of a child who's just trying to live with food allergies. Well said. Now, before we delve into the topic today, I want to sort of establish our street credentials on food allergies and sensitivities. Now, some listeners know this already, but for any newbies out there, I'm going to repeat it. Both of my kids have celiac disease, which many of you know is a severe allergy to gluten. And gluten is the protein found in wheat, barley, rye, and oats. In addition, both of my kids are allergic to dairy. And then Riley, my kindergartner, also has sensitivities to peanuts, tree nuts, eggs, soy, and corn. And I have sensitivities to gluten and dairy as well. Wow, girl. You are one awesome mom. <laughs> I 
I don't have that many <laughs> issues. Yeah, with you the know, kids, I but. remember crying when we found out it was gluten and dairy, and crying more for the kids than anything. Right. And then a year later, when we found out those additional sensitivities for Riley, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, gluten and dairy would have been so easy. So easy. <laughs> what was I crying about, right? right. Um, so I myself have issues with some of my children. Um, they're not as severe as celiac, like, um, Reese and, um, Riley, but, um, my, my son, Luke, he's the youngest. He has dairy sensitivities, major dairy sensitivities. He gets eczema really bad. Um, and that's no fun. No, no, it's not. And he can't sleep and all that other stuff. So I keep him off dairy and he doesn't do handle gluten very well. So he's pretty much gluten free as well. Um, myself, I don't do, I have, um, sensitivities, dairy and gluten. So yep, I stay off of those. Um, and my husband would hate to admit it, but he has issues with dairy as well. And well, you know, 70%, the statistics say 70% of the world's population do. do. I think a lot of people, don't you think, Anna, a lot yeah. of people in this country are walking around not making the connections yeah. to. Or they think it's normal to have like sinus problems all the time. Sinus stuff and <laughs> chronic coughing. Yes. And, yeah, so yeah. 70% of us. Yep. So, I mean, he 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 does a pretty good job, but and he can't do whey. Whey is huge. Like, Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? He gets, a, like, a whiff of whey, and it's like his nose is totally, like, inflamed and snotty. and Huh. You know, because usually it, why we're saying usually, that's interesting. Usually yeah. it's the casein. Casein. But for him, it's the yeah. whey. So, well. And then my daughter also has issues with dairy. My middle one, Genevieve, um, Isabel doesn't seem to be having any issues yet so hopefully but she doesn't eat much of that stuff anyway because none of us right because none of you do (laughs) good so we certainly have the street cred to cover today's topic and it's a topic that i know a lot of people are going to benefit from because the food allergies and sensitivities are really on the rise in fact today it's estimated that about one out of every 12 kids one out of every 12 has a food allergy And listen to this, as reported by the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network, food allergies among kids increased by nearly 20% between 1997 and 2007. Wow, that's only 10 years. Mm -hmm. And the statistics here are food allergies. So because that's what is mostly easily tracked, Mm -hmm. you know, tracked, you you can see that on blood tests and other things, so... But believe me, from clinical experience, I know that a ton of children and adults have food sensitivities like myself and my kids. And if we captured that number along with all of the kids with true food allergies, it would be way more than one out of 12. Right. And in a oh. nutshell, if if you want to know the difference between an allergy and a sensitivity, the way I think of it anyway, is that an allergy involves the body's immune system. Mm-hmm. You can think of a food allergy as an inappropriate response by the body's immune system to a substance that is not normally harmful, like peanuts, for example, versus a sensitivity does not involve the body's immune system, but still the body reacts negatively, like for Luke, you know, gets the eczema, sometimes hours after ingesting the food, that's the culprit, Mm -hmm. sometimes days after ingesting the offending food. Um, And I know that's a concept that's always hard for my husband to understand, (laughs) like Riley might have too much corn, and then two days later he's having symptoms of it, But that can happen. So keep that in mind. And a few of the many, many body signs of a food sensitivity that I've seen, either in my own kids or in clinical practice, are headaches, sinus congestion, fatigue, 
behavioral issues and just you talking about the eczema anna made me think back when rissy was little before we figured out the dairy piece she used to get eczema on her hands really big flare-ups so i'm sure that was a piece of the puzzle there yeah and um thinking back to when i was a child and my mom told me this um a few years ago i had terrible diaper rash like me and my sister both sensitive skin yeah sensitive skin and we and she did everything until she took us to a chiropractor and he's like you gotta you know start all over yeah get them off the gluten and the dairy and yeah yeah it was amazing interesting i know um so and those are just to name a few like you were talking about Mm -hmm. and we know that you know inflammatory conditions of the skin my mom gets hives when she eats gluten all over She's pretty sensitive mm-hmm. too, isn't she? Mm-hmm. I remember you saying some stories on on a yes. different radio program, like even if it's in the air. Yep, was that? Yep. Her? And peanuts. She never had problems with peanuts until she was like forty five, and all of a sudden she had this horrible reaction. She can't. did. She have an anaphylactic yeah, like, reaction. Like she was making this um, peanut pie for my my yeah. my um, my aunt, and she like had to go outside. Like her throat started closing up. She hasn't been able to have peanuts or most nuts since then. Oh my yeah. gosh. So that's you definitely never the immune system. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I know. <laughs> but for purposes to, of today's topic, we're kind of lumping all, all kids with whether they have a re- real true food allergy or food sensitivity into one group. Right. It's just so you guys know that's what we're talking about. And and this is just to help all of you parents um, or grandparents or whatever. Caretakers. Caretakers. Yep. Um, to help you see. Steer clear of the offending foods that, you know, your child might might have problems with while still allowing the child to live an active social life with their friends. Yeah. So, And before we get into ideas on navigating life for your kids with food allergies or sensitivities, for any parents out there who have kids struggling with some health concerns that have both you and the doctors baffled, do consider the possibility of a food allergy or a sensitivity. And I want to let all who are unaware know that there are just eight categories of foods that account for 90% of all food allergic reactions. And those eight foods are dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, like almonds, cashews, Mm -hmm. wheat, soy, fish, and shellfish. Wow. And I don't know about you, Cassie, but I'm seeing more and more children and adults alike that are really sensitive to corn. I have noticed the same thing. And, you know, with that in mind, I want to make sure all parents and caregivers listening realize that a person can be allergic to absolutely anything. Anything. In fact, in Europe, I was looking this up last night, in Europe, celery and apples, celery and apples are among the top allergens. That is amazing. And I heard, okay, this is from Dar, but also from a couple of my clients. If you are of Irish descent. That's me. It is like unbelievable the amount the percentage of people who have like true true blown Mm. celiac disease yeah it is higher in in the irish um it's also very high in the italians is it really and yeah you know and i was looking this up and i can't think of the other examples that i found last night but things that your your ethnic heritage eats a lot of Mm. you know if you're eating it every day every day like italians eating pasta every day the allergies tend to run higher, right. which seems so cruel. Cruel, right. Do you know what? It's time for a break. Okay, I guess so we should stop talking We should minutes. take a commercial break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we break, though, I do want to give you something to ponder. A very common concern for many people when they start eliminating problem ingredients from their child's diet is whether or not their child is getting proper nutrition from the foods that are left. 
When we return, Anna and I will give you our take on how to get all the nutrients you need on a special diet. And if you want to join our conversation today, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. You're listening to Dishant Nutrition. We are a company specializing in food allergies and sensitivities. And if you're just joining us, my name is Anna Derhock, and I'm a licensed nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I'm here with my coworker, Cassie Weenus, who is a registered dietitian. And we're talking this morning about how to manage social situations when your child has a food allergy or sensitivity. And before we went to break, Cassie left you with some food for thought regarding our kids with with one or more food allergies, because we know some have several, Yep. Um, how to get proper nutrition while eliminating the problem foods. So my take is, well, I mean, it's the, you know, removing a food or food group that does not have a nutritional downfall as long as you avoid the common traps of poor substitutions and picky eating. So if your child's already picky, it, you know, you might have to, you know, supplement some for a while before, you know, before they... Right does depend on on the child. Yes. But you know, keep in mind most nutrients have several different food sources. For example, if your kids are allergic to dairy, focus on non-dairy calcium sources like almonds, leafy green vegetables like spinach and kale, mm-hmm. and if they'll eat it, canned salmon and sardines with bones are excellent sources of calcium. Yes. And remember, vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. They are packed with many different vitamins and minerals. Um, and eat as many real unprocessed foods as possible. I mean, you're going to get our message yeah, for anybody. You're going right? to get as much nutrients from those. Um, so, I mean, really, and beyond that, I personally feel giving your kids with food allergies like a high quality multivitamin um, kind of helps to ensure all bases. You know, it's like your insurance coverage. Right. Yes. Agreed. My kids take um, one from the office called Tall Tree Children's Chewable. It's by a company called Country Life. Yes. And then there's my kids like um, the Super Newt. It's called Super Newts from Orthomolecular, and it's kind of a strawberry kiwi flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also consider a calcium supplement if your kids have a dairy sensitivity and aren't yet on board with eating much salmon or sardines or almonds. Do your kids eat sardines? Um, my daughter, my oldest will. I would have guessed <laughs> that, yeah, you would have, you have very good eaters. Yeah, and, and they do eat the salmon cakes. And I make yeah. it with the canned salmon with all the bones, so mm-hmm. they do like that. Um, but still, it's but not every still, day. It's not that every you're day. Them those. Yes. So um, we have one at the office that I often recommend for kids, and I, I myself take it because I hate taking big tablets. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Cal Appetite Chewable, and it's a chocolate flavor. Yeah. And it really does. I, I mean, like it. Doesn't it too. have 
sugar like you know it doesn't have a bunch of sugar in it Mm -hmm. it's just you know a nice flavor yeah it's just got a little sugar alcohol in it to give it a little bit of sweetness Sweetness. and and it's not overly sweet no we use that one at our house too and if you're at all uncertain about your child's diet and what supplements he or she may may not need or may need i really encourage you to consider a consult with one of us nutritionists at nutritional weight and wellness many of us at the office specialize in food sensitivities because many of us are living it ourselves (laughs) day in and day out so if you want to find out more about what a consult for your child would consist of um, you can call the girls at the saint paul office they're in already this morning and that number is 651-699-3438 and we do have, we were a little worried that everybody would be off at the <laughs> late cabin out of reach of the radio That's program, right. but we have a caller this morning, so we're going to take our first caller. Patty, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Do I have Patty on the line? Patty? No. That's not a good sound. <laughs> um, I think he's going to try to get her back for me. He's working there in the... In the other room. Um, <laughs> so maybe looks like she has an allergy-related question. You know, one thing I'll say while he's working on getting Patty back on the line, for any of you moms out there that have kids with food allergies, if you haven't discovered this already, you will find that you need to live life three steps ahead. Planning ahead is the key to success mm-hmm. when it comes to helping your child look, act, and eat like everyone else, or at least as close as possible to everyone else. And I mean, it's, it's really about, I mean, I, I think about it as like a school age child starting by tackling school lunch. Cause that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's definitely an all, it's a social event, right? Yep. It's a social situation. So the first thing I would recommend is meeting with the head cook and going through ingredient lists of the different foods offered to d- determine if there are some days your child could actually eat a meal safely at school. Safely is yes, the, the key the key word there. <laughs> I think, can I try Patty back on? Not yet. Okay. You just give me a wave when you, you think you got her back. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep talking here about school lunch. You know, after you meet with the cook, I think the next step would be to talk about making substitutions where appropriate that are very similar to what your child's peers are eating. For example, if the school is serving yogurt cups one day, and your child is allergic to dairy, you could ask if you could bring in prepackaged yogurt made from almond milk or coconut milk. Right. And it's it's not that your child has to eat every school lunch offered because, let's face it, a lot of school lunch is yucky anyway. I'm almost kind of excited that <laughs> next year when Riley has lunch offered, he can't eat every yes. school lunch. Because, yeah. Yeah. You know. And but for a child with food sensitivities to be able to eat the lunch his friends or um, are getting, you know, or close to it at least a couple days out of the week, it helps that child to feel normal. And that's important for his or her emotional development. Yes. And another piece of the puzzle, I feel, to managing the social aspect of food at school is educating as many staff and kids as possible about your child's food allergies. That takes the explaining of it all off of your child's shoulders at least a little bit. Yeah. So if everyone knows, for example, let's say Jane is allergic to soy, then a big deal hopefully is not made if soy is served and Jane has to say no thanks. Right. Exactly. And, you know, because we all know that more than anything, kids want to fit in all the time. Um, And if adults or kids are asking a lot of questions or fussing over it all the time, you know, um, that your, you know, the food allergy that your child is suffering from. I mean, it's 
that can be en- it's embarrassing. embarrassing and it makes you feel different yes. and they don't want to feel different they don't ever want to feel different we're gonna try patty on line two and you think i can press line two over here <laughs> I'm, I'm getting head shakes or okay here we go patty welcome to dishing up nutrition hi um i had called you guys a few weeks ago i I'm the person that had surgery and then got C. diff afterwards. Oh, and, I think I remember um, that, yep. I did come in and get the um, probiotics, and I think they're helping somewhat. But it's been six months now, and I am starting to wonder. I cannot eat any raw vegetable whatsoever or anything green, um, cooked or raw. And I'm just wondering, you know, how will my nutrition go if I I never can do this for the rest of my life? How many times a day are you taking the the probiotic? Um, three. And is it the powder or the capsule? It's the powder. And what's how many teaspoons? Um, I'm just taking like a quarter of a teaspoon. Okay. Three times a day. Three times a day. You might need to up that, Patty. Mm-hmm. Okay. To maybe half a teaspoon yep. three times a day. Okay, half a teaspoon. Yeah. Okay. And then, and, I mean... Have you ever had a consult, Patty? No. Okay. You know, it might be something else that's causing those problems in the digestive tract, too, Mm -hmm. that you might have to take some things out, like like gluten or dairy. I've, I've, oh, yeah, I I knew in the hospital and was told I would be, I'm terribly lactose intolerant. Okay. Do you have dairy out? Do you have gluten out? And I almost have the gluten out. Every now and then I, I have, like, maybe one little piece of bread. Okay. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, try doubling that bifido dose, mm-hmm. and I would get some glutamine for yes. at least a few months. Okay. Not something that you'd have to take forever, but glutamine helps heal the lining and helps grow back those little microvilli mm-hmm. that okay. help trap foods. You can absorb things instead of things are just Passing you know, right whooshing right through right now yeah. or whooshing right through. Right. So yeah. glutamine also comes in a powder form, and you can just mix it in the same little glass of water with the bifido. Okay, and do you guys sell that too? Yep, yep. yep. And then I think I heard a week or two ago you were talking about something green. Would that be for a dynamic greens? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You you could. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt right now. Yeah. Just because you're you're not able to digest the other greens, Mm -hmm. that could hurt. Yep, that's just a powder form. Um, I I really enjoy it. I keep it on hand just now and again when I get a little too busy and don't get all my vegetables in. So it's just a scoop. There's different flavors. You just do a scoop in water once a day, and it's 20-plus okay. servings of fruits and vegetables kind because, of ground. Oh, good. Okay, because there's, I mean, I can eat a few orange vegetables, but I haven't had anything green since Christmas Eve. And yeah. Yeah. I, that just doesn't seem good for your health. My doctor said you were well nutrated before this, so that should hold you. But, but this is getting to be a long time. So That I'm, makes me kind of nervous. So no, I there, think, Is there any, I mean, is there is there anything equivalent in food to the green vegetables that I could eat? Mm, to the green vegetable, <laughs> you know, I think dynamic <laughs> greens is your second best is bet. But okay. to yeah. to to get back to to focusing on healing your healing. gut, so that someday you are going to get back to those green vegetables. So do try that glutamine. Okay. And yep. thank you for the call, Patty. We are already here ready for our next break. Okay, thank you thanks, so much. Patty. Okay, thanks for listening. We're going to take a commercial break, of course, not because we want to, but because we <laughs> have to, sadly. But do stay with us because when we come back, Anna and I are going to share some of our favorite summer snack ideas that work for our own kids with food sensitivities, and we think they're ones you'll want to try, too. And if you have any questions, 
regarding social situations and food sensitivities, call us this morning at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by Nutrition Weight and Wellness, a company that believes in empowering you with the knowledge that will help you make nutritious food choices for a lifetime. Now, as promised, as Cassie was talking about before we went to break, we're going to give you quick and healthy snack ideas for this summer. Uh, One that all three of my children enjoy are um, I make fruit smoothies from coconut milk. Mm. And I usually try to do um, like a a non-dairy like the egg white, yeah, like or... an egg white protein powder, or my my husband can't do whey, so I do. Um, I found a couple other plant, like um, like hemp seed hemp. or um, like a pea protein. Mm-hmm. So, and they love that. Yeah, well, and that's a good one. I wasn't even thinking of, and I haven't done it for a while. I got to pull it out again. I have the peatine from work, oh, which yeah. is the new the new protein powder we have. That's I call it hypoallergenic because it's made from peas. peas. Yeah, and it has all of the amino acids, all of the building blocks of a regular protein, just. You know, not, not as the... in high of amounts as a Waywood. Right. But I think that flavor is good, good in any kind of a smoothie. So do you do a fruit? You do coconut milk yep. as your base. And then I do a fr- fruit. fruit, like usually berries. And then I do um, the, pr- and then I do the, the powder. protein powder. So it's really yes. three ingredients. Yeah, and then I throw some ice in there to... Thicken it up and make it frothy. I like that too. Great one. One of our favorite summertime snacks is a couple of slices of the Thousand Hills brand of summer sausage. It's grass-fed beef, so it's loaded with nutrients. Mm. And then we usually have just a couple of gluten-free crackers with that, like the Mary's Gone crackers. Or my kids really like the Crunchmaster brand of gluten-free crackers. And then we always have a little bit of fruit with that, a few grapes on the side or maybe a couple of strawberries. Yeah, and when my kids... Two of my kids at least love watermelon, and so I do. We yeah. do a lot of watermelon, and then we do um, sugar snap peas, maybe with that. And um, like I get my beef sticks from the farmers market, but the Thousand Hills are awesome. Well, either way, yeah, it just you just want an uncured an beef stick that doesn't have a bunch of junk in it, right? Yeah, or chicken salad. I've done chicken salad. So oh, if yeah. your if your kids can do eggs, or, or you could do, I yep. guess, a veginaise too. Right? Yeah. doesn't have eggs in it. Yeah, I don't know what exactly what's in veggies, but it would be <laughs> There's some that are better. Yeah, there's some that are better so than watch. others. Read watch your labels. Out. But, you know, I find Riley, he has that egg sensitivity, but we're doing, of course, tons to heal his gut. gut. And so mayonnaise he does fine with. Oh, awesome. We just can't sit down and have scrambled, scrambled eggs, eggs every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about that. Even if you th- ha- think your kids might have an egg sensitivity, they might be able to do a little bit Good of a high-quality meal. Okay. Um, another one that I just thought of, one that Riley and I like. I don't quite have Marissa totally on board, but for a quick <laughs> snack, we'll do a leftover wild rice meatball. Oh, yeah. And then some raw carrots dipped in ranch. Now, mm. we use the wild rice meatball recipe on our website, and I also make a homemade ranch recipe from our website that works for us. It's called Little Dippers. Oh, yeah. And the base is half mayonnaise okay. and half sour cream. And if okay. we do the daisy full fat sour cream, then you... it works for Riley because okay. it's just, just pure fat, yep. not the proteins that he's allergic to in dairy products. Okay. So if you're interested in trying either of those recipes, the wild rice meatballs or the Little Dipper homemade ranch recipe, just go to weightandwellness.com and click on recipes. It's that easy. Awesome. Now we have another caller, so I'm going to try... Line one, welcome, Christy, to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? I do, yeah. My daughter is four months old, and I've tried about four or five different formulas, and she spits up all the time, like a lot of spit up. 
And so I called in a couple of weeks ago, or maybe like six weeks ago, and you guys had said to try like some probiotics in her formula. Mm-hmm. So then I went back and asked her pediatrician if that was okay if I did that, and she was like, well, why don't we just try switching her to soy? So now she's on soy for the last month, and she's still spinning up, not as much, but now she's constipated, and the only way I yeah. can get her to poop is by giving her pear juice. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I just am so frustrated right now. <laughs> Me too. Oh, soy is so hard to digest. Of course it's going to constipate her. Right. Um, okay. So you never did try the bifido? No, because she just kind of said, well, let's just try the soy. And then I was like, oh, well, Okay. You know, I feel like certainly at the end of the day, as a parent, we have to do what feels right in our heart. But Anna yeah. and I are both parents, and we're about gagging on that recommendation <laughs> now. Um, you know, but I, I sympathize because there you are caught in the middle. We said one thing, the pediatrician said another. Um, no, soy is just so hard to digest. And, and does that seem right? Let's give her something that maybe she doesn't spit up. Now she's constipated. Then I have to give her something else to make her not constipated. You know, bifido is found in breast milk, so it is all natural. There's no harm that's going to be done. It it heals our intestinal tract, which is our tube of life. And if you can start her off, not only are you doing her great benefits because you're stopping all the spitting up, but you're just starting a good basis of health for this baby by getting, I'm calling it a her, is it a a little girl? Yeah. Her, by getting her on probiotics young. So. I guess, I don't know, Ann, I'm going to ask your opinion, but mm-hmm. I would say probably to go back to whatever that last dairy-based formula mm-hmm. was and then get the probiotics in two or three times a day. What What right. are you thinking, Anna? Yeah, I would, I would... Anna's more the baby expert than me. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely... Get her off the soy, the soy, uh, especially yeah. little girls. There's yep. just a There's lot of not much, good research too much on hormonal, pro- hormonal mm-hmm. problems in, later on in life. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, and and even if you can f- find like more of a rice-based formula with the right amount of amino acids too, they do have those. They are harder to find, but you can order them certainly. Um, or a good dairy, you know, dairy formula, and then get the bifidus in so she is digesting that protein. It'll probably yep. be a lot easier on her stomach than the soy. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, just make sure you do like an eighth of a teaspoon in at least three bottles a day. An eighth of a teaspoon? Yep, start small. Okay. Yep. Three times a day. Yep. Three times a day. Yeah. Okay. I will try that. Oh, thank yeah, you for calling. Helping to do no, the toy, so. no, no problem. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. That was a great yeah, question. You. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Oh, that is so frustrating because, like, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. especially with the little baby girls, mm-hmm. the damage that that can create that'll show up years down the road because potentially, potentially, always, but right. potentially because of the way soy the, the, can mimic get the estrogen hormones. and all that stuff, and even Out thyroid problems mm-hmm. later in life too. So, right. Yeah. Okay, so a few minutes before that next break. So um, <laughs> something I wanted to mention that I feel can help educate your child's classmates if they have a food allergy. And, you know, the reason why I think it's important to educate those young classmates is so that their curiosity is sort of taken care of and they don't bombard your child with a ton of questions. Um, I think it can be really helpful to go in and read a children's book to the class that helps explain food allergies. And there are so many out there to pick from. The book that I purchased and I plan to go in and read next year in my child's first grade classroom is one called The Bugabees, Friends with Food Allergies. 
I was showing it to Anna in Mm -hmm. the break room. It is a cute story with amazing Mm -hmm. illustrations. And it's the story of eight best bug friends and the different food challenges they face. And I've thought about this a lot because I certainly don't want to go in with this book and make my child feel self-conscious in any way. So my thinking is I want to go in to read this book next year and start out by saying, you know, kids, we all have something. Mm -hmm. Some kids have diabetes and they have to be careful about how much sugar they eat. Some kids have asthma and it can be really hard for them to breathe sometimes. Some kids are allergic to grass and so that makes them miserable in the spring. And some kids have food allergies. And my hope is that by starting out this way, I make everyone in the room comfortable and help the kids realize that most of us have something that is challenging for us, but that it's really okay and we can still have lots of fun despite our challenges. Right. And it's so important just to make them feel like they're part of the the whole group. Yes. And what a great idea. When you showed me that book, I was like, and the illustrations are amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think it's just a great way to keep your child safe, especially when they have severe allergies to it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Cassie, I know you bought it straight from the author at a food allergy conference. Yep. Um, but I also checked out, um, amazon.com and it is available there too. So, and again, the title is the Bugabees, Friends with Food Allergies, and the author is Amy Rakob. So Yes, R-E-C-O-B. So yes. yeah, if you're interested, check out Amazon for that. And Anna, while we're talking about school, uh, we probably don't have time for break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the seemingly countless number of birthday <laughs> parties yes. throughout the year and the, the treats that come along with that. But yes. As always, this final break just sneaks up on us, so we'll pause briefly for a few commercials, but don't go away because when we come back, not only are we going to talk about how to handle those birthday treats, but we also have some upcoming classes and a summer class special where you're going to get a little bit of a discount, too, and we're going to tell you about that when we return. Before we wrap up our discussion today on managing social situations when your child has food allergies, I wanted to mention a few upcoming classes that we are we are having um, in the summer. And it's, let's see, Tuesday, May 29th, this is my favorite class. I teach this all the time. It's called Foods to Build Happy Focused Kids. And that one is in Lakeville from 1 to 3 p.m. It's also going to be taught in St. Paul on Saturday, June 9th, and I'm going to be teaching it, so please oh, come. on Saturday, June 9th. Yep. Yay. Yep. So, and that one also is from 1 to 3. So I'd love to see you there. And then also Thursday, May 31st, our brand new class, Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way, is going to be taught in Lakeville from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. And also um, the same gluten-free class is also going to be taught Tuesday, June 5th in St. Paul. So please come on out for those. We'd love to see you. And the special that we're... Running yep, yep. Is, and the special, okay, so it's it two for one? back by popular demand. Um, we're offering the two-for-one summer class special. If you come register with a friend or family member, um, you, you know, one of you gets free. So it's like $25 for two people. Which is which such is a awesome. steal anyway. But then, yeah, two-for-one summer class special. And I think all you have yeah. to do when you call to sign up is just give them your name and address and then your friend's and name. your friend's yep. name, name address, address and phone number so have all of that handy and one yep. of you will get to go to the class for free yeah. and one more class that isn't necessarily tied to today's topic in any way but i want to mention it because it's being taught at the brand new maple grove location which is where i'm now seeing Yay! clients Woo-hoo! 
so much closer. It's so much closer, <laughs> and it's so fun to be in a new place. Yeah, it's a really great office. Come and say hi. But um, the class that's being taught at the new Maple Grove location is avoiding the diabetes epidemic with real food. And our new Maple Grove office is just off of the County Road 30 exit. So when you're on I-94 going west, take County Road 30 exit, and we're over there next to Goodwill. The Goodwill is over by Walmart. We're in that area. This diabetes class is this coming Tuesday from 6.30 to 8.30 in the evening. So come in for class, and you can also check out our new digs. And if you want to learn more about any of these classes or if you want to sign up, you can either go to our website at weightandwellness.com or you can call the office at 651-699-3438. Okay, so so we were talking about birthday cupcakes that are the size of a grapefruit, <laughs> right? Yes, but they are sometimes. Sometimes those store-bought ones are about six servings, I swear. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, so, you know, my first recommendation when it comes to birthday treats, and this is just my own little personal soapbox I'm going to get on for a minute. My recommendation is that if your child is sensitive to ingredients normally found in birthday treats, like dairy or wheat, for example, mm-hmm. then set up a meeting with the classroom teacher. You should have the principal there, and I recommend having the school nurse there, too, and ask for a no birthday treat policy. I love that idea totally doing that when Luke's, uh, I Luke's in school. I wish it was, maybe by then maybe by it then will it'll be more of a, all across the board thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, not even just from allergy perspectives, but in a country where two thirds of us are overweight or obese and one in three are walking around with prediabetes or, or even just full blown diabetes, mm-hmm. we really don't need to be teaching our kids to celebrate with junky treats. I mean, right. I know I'm a nutritionist, but still, you know, Oh, I am I am with you. I mean, by all means, celebrate and celebrate in school if you want. But instead right. of treats, why not bring pencils or yeah, bring stickers? Or stickers, or, kids love stick, or tattoos, those yes, fun tattoos. Yes. My girls love those. Okay, so our deal scenario is that the meeting with the school staff is successful and junk food for birthdays goes by the wayside. We can dream. We can dream, but in <laughs> case that doesn't happen, we have a plan B. Right, <laughs> yes. Just in case that principal is not on board, as was the case at my child's school last year when I had this little meeting, you have to have a plan B, which is to stack the cupboard or the freezer at your child's school with substitutions. So what we've done for Riley, for example, at his kindergarten this year is I bought a store-bought package of gluten-free cookies because I wanted something that was shelf-stable, at least one item. And I have that in the teacher's cabinet. And then I also baked and frosted a few gluten-free, dairy-free cupcakes and put those in the freezer at his school. So if a child has a birthday and brings cookies, Riley gets a cookie too. Yes. Or if a child has a birthday and brings cupcakes, Riley gets a cupcake too. Right. And it... um. And Luke isn't in school yet, but at Sunday school, I have to do the same thing. Otherwise, he would break out every week with eczema. Right. So I just bring him a special snack, um, and it and he usually likes it better than what they would give him anyway. So he's he, like, yeah, his taste buds this, yeah, are, totally. are not into Ritz crackers. Yeah, exactly. Right? Ritz crackers are like, not in what my are house. Trans so. fats? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I do that for him too. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so again, it just goes back. To planning ahead and yep. having a positive attitude. You don't yep. have to get all down and out. And it's just, we can do this. Yes. And, and you think ahead and you take things that look as close, close to, possible to possible as what everybody else is having. That's so, right. you know, we have so much information. We might have to have a part two to the managing <laughs> know, social totally. situations class. But um, one thing I did want to at least cover a little bit before the end of the hour 
is teaching your kids to be advocates for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I'd love to keep my kids in a safe little bubble with me by their side for the rest <laughs> of their lives, they probably don't want that. And we all know it's not going to happen. And I mean, you know, you, you remind me of an article I read in the Living Without magazine um, that we get at the office. And it's about a young adult with food allergies. And he was t- talking about how when he was a child and he went out to eat with his parents, uh, they, you know, his parents always insisted that he take part in helping explain um, his allergies in order for him, you know, for himself to be able to do it later on in mm-hmm. life. And by doing this meal by meal, his parents taught him how to communicate about his food allergies, so when, when he was somewhere without his parents' protection, like Cassie yes, was talking like it's about, it's going to happen someday. Yes. when they're thirty, maybe. Yes. <laughs> my poor kids. Yeah, but he could navigate safely despite his food allergies. I read that article too, Anna. I actually get that at home, that Living yeah. Without magazine, and then we get it at the office. I love it. So if anyone out there wants a good magazine and you have gluten and dairy allergies, yep. especially. Yep. Living Without is wonderful. But I read that same article in that magazine, and I cut out a quote from that article that this young man said, and it's actually hanging on the inside of my kitchen cupboard. (laughs) And the quote is, I learned to be firm without being alarmist, polite without being passive. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, polite but firm. All people with food allergies, kids and adults, they have to be polite. But you also need to be firm in saying, I can't do that. So please make sure that I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And believe me, those of us with food allergic kids are never trying to be difficult at social events. But you know what? Letting our kids swallow an unknown crumb of something potentially harmful, it's just not worth it. No. So. No. And I think it's important. You know, one other thing I'm thinking of here as we're talking about teaching kids to be advocates for themselves, role play with your kids Mm -hmm. so that they're prepared in different situations. One thing we did early on, by the age of three with my kids, we would do little role plays and it would just be a quick little scenario. Like I would say, okay, pretend you're at daycare and Jack asks you if you want to share some of his crackers. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? And at that age, especially what I taught my kids is just a quick no thank you. Because their other three, four-year-old little friends don't understand food allergies and don't really care. They just want to get back to playing. (laughs) So if you can just say a quick no thank you when you know it's a food that's not safe for you. And, you know, that really has worked for us. Um, And I am just afraid. I don't know. Should we get into one more? Yeah, maybe one more scenario. Yeah. Okay. Another good role-playing scenario is to ask your young child if you have a dairy allergy, like my son. What if the boy next to you at school maybe spills his milk on your food? Because that can happen. Because that could happen. (laughs) And, of course, the answer needs to be don't make a huge fuss, but just ask the teacher, you know, can I get another plate of food? And Mm -hmm. usually they're going to be totally fine with that. Yep. And another one that just came to my mind is to ask your child, what if you're at your friend's house and you're not sure what is right to eat? Now, I know some of my friends tell their kids to call the parent in this scenario i tell my kids if there's anything that's a fresh fruit at your friend's house Mm -hmm. something you could go out and pick from a tree or you know that would grow in the garden it's okay otherwise Mm -hmm. just wait until you get home yep and we'll eat then great idea we are up against the clock before the producer starts the music (laughs) i just want to remind everyone of that quote we just mentioned from the living without magazine for our kids with food allergies we need to learn to be firm without being an alarmist polite without being passive the object of teaching a child is to enable him to get along without his teacher let's all teach our children well have a great weekend thanks you guys
opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.